gather in Times Square, check out the ball. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a randomly selected horror movie every single week. I'm Bob. I'm Ben. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to make a ball joke. We're th- it's New Year's, Ben. Happy New Year. It's fine. It was just confusing because you said you were going to do something else. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Wait, I, didn't, I didn't commit to anything. Nah, nah, nah. Look, I, last year I didn't make a ball joke, or maybe I did. I don't remember. He was, he was joking about making a uh, mystery at the Wax Museum. Oh, yeah. Mystery of the Wax Museum joke. Yeah, I was. And well, that was that was the Times Square joke. That was I tied it in. New York, Times Square. It wasn't direct, but it was... Bob, that's like me saying I'm going to tie in a joke to a movie, and I just mentioned people. This is a specific location in the film, Ben. Kind of. What do you mean, kind of? There's a whole bit. There's a whole thing. It's the least interesting part of that movie you could have mentioned. Sure. You're right. You didn't tie in. Shit. Okay. Well, Happy New Year's, everyone. I hope... (laughs) Ben is so excited. Once again, I'm up here and Ben's down here. I don't know what it is with you in these holiday episodes. New Year's is a nothing holiday. What do you mean? It's awesome. It's a nothing holiday. It's an excuse to get drunk and party with your friends. A That's nothing awesome. holiday. You can do that any day. You can do that any day, but this, exactly. this is like a, a sanctioned day where people do it. And it's like acceptable to do it, too. Like, it's not like, you know, if you did that on Christmas, you're like, you're a bad person or no, whatever. No, tons of people do that on Christmas. Yeah, but like Christmas is like a family holiday, so you shouldn't, like, you know what I mean? You might do that with your family. I'm not going to do that with my family. Well, that's a you issue. I guess you're right. Anyways, you just ready to get into this movie? No. No, I'm not, Ben. Okay. Okay, now we can go. Now I'm ready. Sorry, it took me a second to prepare myself. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I I wouldn't want you to, like, not take your time and be a dickhead about it. What are you talking? (laughs) Oh, whoa, hold on. Okay, now I'm mad. What are you talking about? (laughs) You're like, no, no, pause. What are you, what? Are you ready? Are you ready? I guess. Okay. Uh, We're doing New Year's Evil. Let's go! Mostly because I was like, we got to cover the big ones first. Yeah, of course. Before we get into something obscure and bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> obscure and worse than this. Yeah. So uh, we're doing New Year's Evil today. Came out in 1980. Description. What a rad song. <laughs> what a rad song. Yeah. Oh uh, if you don't know now, might as well start with this. There's a song in this film. It's called New Year's Evil. It's the title song for this movie. It's rad. It's really good. In fact, this movie, I think for a lot of people, is a cult classic. But one of the most famous parts of this movie, if not the most famous part of this movie for most of the people who've seen it, is this song. Uh, It was written by Roxanne Seaman and Eddie Del Barrio, and it's performed by a small band called Shadow. Do you think we'll get copyright struck if I include a clip of the song in the episode? Yes. Damn. But you can go look it up. It's on Spotify and everything. Damn, I want to include a clip for the audience. You can just link it in the description. You know what? Fair enough. Good idea, Ben. The movie's an hour and 25 minutes long. Okay. It's rated R. Thank God. Uh, IMDb gave it a 4.9 out of 10. Okay. Tomato Meter gave it a 25%. <laughs> and an audience score of 15%. God damn, that's low. Yep. Doesn't have any wins or nominations. As for notable actors... There's Roz Kelly as Diane, Blaze Sullivan. She played Flaps in Curse of the Black Widow. Hmm. 
Kip Niven as Richard Sullivan. Uh, he played Officer Astrachan in Magnum Force. Chris Wallace as Lieutenant Ed Clayton. He played Danny from The Incredible Hulk. He was on one episode in 1980. Grant Kramer as Derek Sullivan. Uh, he played Mike Tobacco in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, I was about to say, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I've never seen that movie. I know, but we'll get there. He's, yeah. Louisa Moritz as Sally. Uh, she played Myra in Death Race 2000. Jed Mills as Ernie Muffet. He played Jack Hardy in Casino. Taff O'Connell as Jane. He played Demia in Galaxy of Terror. And John Alderman as Dr. Reed. Uh, he was Bruce in Cleopatra Jones. Now, the director of this film is Emmett Alston. Uh, he directed Nine Deaths of the Ninja. And the writers are Leonard Neubauer. He has the screenplay and story credit. He's also written Run for the Hills. And uh, the director, Emmett Alston, also has a story by credit for writing. He's done Nine Deaths of the Ninja, so he wrote and directed that. Couldn't find anything on the budget or the box office, although from what I could find, this was released in theaters. Okay. So I, I don't know. Uh, country of origin, United States. And here's the tagline. Don't dare make New Year's resolutions unless you plan to live. Oh, okay. It's fine. Doesn't it sound a little it's weird? It's a mouthful. Well, it's not even that. It's don't dare. Yeah. Don't dare make. Don't you think it should be don't you dare make New Year's resolutions? Yeah, but then that's that. It doesn't feel good coming out of your mouth. I don't think sense. that's grammatically correct. I don't know, Mr. English Major. I <laughs> it sounds odd. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I have. God damn. Okay. Before we go to the movie, I just want to, you know, last year we watched Terror Train, which is not an amazing film. I don't know. It's got that lizard. It's got that lizard. And Jamie Lee Curtis. This movie better be good, Ben. I'm ex I'm excited about this one because Terror Train was bad but had funny moments. I'm hoping this is so bad that it's good. Oh, uh, I promise you that it's a movie. Damn. You would get... No other promises from me. Damn. Okay. You know what? At least I know it has a banging song in it. Yeah. Uh, there is some sections of music that I think you will like, though. Okay. That, that I think, is the takeaway here. Not sure All about right. the actual movie, but the sections with music I think you'll enjoy. Okay. Ready? Are you ready? All right. Well, we'll be back in a second. Hi everybody, welcome back. We just finished watching New Year's Evil. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm evil. Um, what do you think, Bob? Did this, you did you love it? No. This might be the most frustrating film we've watched on the podcast for me. Really? I don't. You know, I'm not trying to be. Look, if you listen to our Christmas episode. Ben was being a Debbie Downer the whole intro. Ben was like, oh, this movie's fine. You didn't say a single awful thing about this film, and then we watched it, and I was like, Jesus Christ, I want to kill myself. <laughs> I said it was a movie. It's definitely a film. And that you might enjoy the music sequences better than everything else. Fair. I think that no, was that's true. fair. I will say, and I, I want to preface this, and this isn't the movie's fault. This is capitalism's fault, I guess. We couldn't find it anywhere to buy or rent. On, to, on demand. On demand. We had to watch it with ads. Yeah. Which did not help my experience because it was what, like 
120 second ads? Like two minutes no, of ads? No, no. 90 second ads. No, they were longer than 90 seconds. Okay, some of them were longer than 90 seconds. Uh, Multiple times. Oh, like yeah. every 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. We would get this, and it was the same like six ads would play. Yeah. And that was making me want to blow my brains out. Pops really wanted a Cheetos duster now. No, I don't want one. Which if you're Just watching food this in the future and you don't know what that is, it's like a tiny blender made for blending Cheetos. Into dust. And nothing else. Just use a food processor. They're multi-purpose. They're not just for Cheetos. <laughs> but, hear me out, if, if you want to dust your food, it's not easy being cheesy. <sighs> Anyways, I guess I can get into a brief rundown, and then we can actually talk about this movie. Sure. But it's, I guess, a simple plot. I don't know, man. Basically, this woman, her stage name is Blaze, is running like a New Year's Eve party that's being televised across the country. And she's doing so in Los Angeles, but they're in communication with the news station, but like in different parts of the country so that they can do like a little celebration every time New Year's happens in each time zone in the United States. And simultaneously, while this party's going on, there's a killer in the loose in uh, Los Angeles where this is set. And they're calling into the show and they're like, at midnight, I'm going to kill someone. And so at midnight, they kill someone. Yep. In each time zone. Well, for what would be midnight in each time zone. Yeah. They only kill people in Los Angeles. Yeah. That's, that's the premise. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. This movie's kind of whatever. Look, I, I was, I'm very frustrated about this film because it's not bad. It's not bad. That's the thing. It's completely fine. In fact, I think the only thing that throws it above the completely fine category is there's a bunch of, like, little kind of weird stuff that you get with some low-budget films sometimes. Like, just some weird line delivery. Yeah. Or some just, like, what-the-fuck moments. That's fair. Stuff that's, like, really memorable because it's funny mm-hmm. for the wrong reasons. No, um, yeah. But there, there really isn't too much of that in this film either. No, there's, like, a couple things that, like are pretty interesting and or funny. Yeah. That comes from it being s- sort of low budget. But I this film frustrates me because I don't hate the premise and the setup. What I fucking hate is the way it all comes together because they just – this film starts and you're kind of set up to believe that the main characters are these people going to this thing. Because like they're the whole intro, and then they show up, and then you never see them ever again. And then it's like, okay, well, who are the main characters? It's this lady who I'm gonna be real. She's not really on screen that much. It's mostly just like this guy who you don't know who he is till the end of the film. Yeah, we mostly follow the slasher the whole time, and because it's a slasher movie. Because it's a slasher movie. I don't know. I I guess what I'm saying is, they introduce a lot of side characters that have nothing to do with anything. That they focus on for no reason, and they don't do anything with them, and that's frustrating for me. Because it's like, why are you going to spend this long intro on all these punk kids going to this party thing? Because it was just intro credits. It didn't matter. But it felt like maybe they were the main characters of the film? No. You just wanted them to be because they were punk. 
I don't know. I guess the beginning was giving Return vibes. It does feel like Return, but Return has the whole intro before that. It's true. I don't know. I guess I expected them to be more part of it, and when they weren't, that was upsetting because the main characters we do get, I don't really give a shit about. Like, Diane's fine, I guess. Diane's Blaze, by the way. Yeah, yeah, same person. Her son, who I guess is the one of the other main characters, also fine, I guess. I don't know. I guess my thing is this film is so mediocre in so many ways, but I think the premise is cool. Like, I think the idea of a slasher killer killing people on midnight in every time zone for, like, a New Year's-based thing is semi-interesting, and it could be cool, but there's just something about the way it comes together in this film that just doesn't work for me. Like, it just feels so... Everything is so disparate and, like, spread apart that it doesn't all feel... It doesn't all mesh together well. Fair enough. And that's where I'm frustrated. Because, like I said, it's fine overall. (laughs) I mean, you had much stronger feelings about this film than I did. I've seen it before, and I I knew going into it this year I was just going to be like, yeah, it's whatever. It's very famous, and I get kind of why people like it. Again, there's there's some memorable, like not so great moments like there's this weird line delivery at one point in it's like a gas station slash liquor store where the attendant is just like and happy new year's in a very like resigned way there's a bunch of weird stuff like that and yeah you know stuff like that is fun for rewatch and stuff but the whole movie isn't enough of that i mm-hmm. think to be good in fact at least for me i think there's only really two things that stand out as like interesting with this film uh the first one is kind of a return the form for our <laughs> podcast <laughs> which is why bob's oh laughing oh um, no i thought it was over ben <laughs> i thought we were through it i thought it was just that one movie no you know we have to do a holiday every year uh where there's a son that has a weird thing for his mom yeah Ugh. Yeah, so the son, uh, Derek, maybe is attracted to his mother. No, he's definitely attracted to his mom. It's there is a line later where his dad's like, and "You turn on my, and you turn my son on." All mad about it. Yeah, I was like, That's it's weird, bro. I don't know. It's it's weird because it's in the film, but it's not focused on. Because That's my thing. As Bob said, Diane and Derek are set up as main characters. But the movie follows the slasher. But I'll just tell you now. His name's Evil. That's what he calls himself. <laughs> he goes, at one point he just goes, I'm evil. So, it's uh, so stupid. <laughs> the movie follows Evil throughout the film. And so it sets up like these characters that we don't use. And we don't use these character traits about them. So the whole, like, Derek may be attracted to his mom in a whole, like, blood rage, Oedipus complex kind of way. It just seems out of left field because it's like it, it goes nowhere. That's a lot of this movie for me is stuff that just like they set up and they do. And it's like, well, why did you do that again? For no reason. Random nonsense that can be funny sometimes. Which Again, I, I think is why this is kind of a cult movie for some people, but is a little bit odd because I, I can't believe I'm saying this. They were going to add that into the film, the whole like weird relationship between the mom and the son. They should focus on it. Yeah. Or just not have it at it's, all. It's an important plot point in Blood Rage. It is. It, and it makes that film more enjoyable to watch <laughs> because it's ridiculous. Horrific. Yeah. So that that's one thing I wanted to mention right off the bat. But then the other thing I think that's really interesting about this film, and I think it is the film's main 
saving grace, even if it does, I think, cause most of the problems that Bob and I are having with it. Is that, as I said, the film focuses on evil, right? Mm -hmm. And, well, that causes, I think, some conflict between, like, what we're supposed to focus on. Uh, What's so cool about the scenes where we focus on evil is that, like, we're following him around as he does his killings, and evil's a pretty, like, realistic slasher killer. Like, he's calling into this radio station, and he's using a pretty realistic voice changer. Mm -hmm. Like, it has the tube and everything that goes into his throat. But more than that, evil shows his face in this movie, like, from the very beginning. Yeah. And because he's not wearing a costume or anything, what he does is he lures his... he lures in his victims like an actual uh, serial killer. Like, he'll put on costumes, and he'll try to, like, use his charisma to, mm-hmm. like, convince people to go off with him. I think that's just really interesting. In fact, I think it's probably the most unique thing about this movie for me. Yeah. It's just some of the sequences of, like, all right, here's evil. He does a costume change, and now he's acting like a different person to lure in another victim. A victim, yeah. I, I just thought that was pretty interesting. No, it's cool. It's very different than, like, other slashers. And I, I think I would have liked it more if that's all the film had been. But it occasionally cuts away from that and then goes back to Blaze and the party. Which you don't and Derek care about. And I, I don't care about that as much. And also, it's this weird tonal shift that seems to throw everything off. Yeah. I, I just wish it had stuck with one or the other. Yeah. And I I kind of wish Evil had been more... Evil? Centralized to the party itself, because that would have felt more connected. Because when you cut to Evil and he's just in some random-ass place murdering some random-ass people... Because he's everywhere in Las Vegas. Not Las Vegas. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. He's just in a bunch of random places, killing random people for no reason. There's a whole sequence at a drive-in that doesn't need to be there. It just kind of shows how evil he is, I guess. Yep. Which is, I guess, I wanted him to be a threat to the main character of the film, and he never was until the last, like, 30 minutes when he shows up, If even that, maybe five minutes. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, well, now he's here, but why wasn't this the whole... Movie. Movie? Yeah. Like, why were we watching evil fucking walk around random places and lure people off and kill them? Because it's, it's the opposite of Terror Train, where they're all in, like, a small area. Yeah. But. So, I guess it just, like, there was no ever any threat to Diane. Yep. I will say, the way Evil attempts to murder Diane is super cool. I guess. It's cool. I mean, I think it's cool. It it's, was interesting. It's, yeah, it's interesting. With that being said, the coolest thing about Evil is his voice box. And when he introduces himself as Evil, he talks really slow. And uh, if you guys are from the 90s like me, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, no, if you guys grew up watching Spongebob, there's a, you might know, like, Mermaid Man. And the, whole, <laughs> the whole meme where he's like, evil, evil. That's how, uh, that's how evil sounds like when he's calling in. Because the voice box, he has to talk slow into it. And he, like, elongates the word. You know what? That's all I got to say, though. Honestly, <laughs> that's all I got for this film. The song, the song, New Year's. The Evil. song is rad. The song is. They rad. play it like two or three times, like yeah, immediately at, at the beginning of this mm-hmm. film. Although I think that's an interesting thing to mention. They have these bands live in the movie. Yeah. During like the party sequence, which mm-hmm. makes sense, but they're the band Shadow and uh, Made in Japan, which do the music for a lot of this film. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird choice. 
Makes it feel like an extended music video. Kind of at some points. But uh, it's interesting. <sighs> Recommendations? Damn. I don't know. You don't have any? I mean, if you want to watch a New Year's themed horror movie, right? Yeah. That's the big one. And I don't really know if I have any other recommendations because that's kind of – this movie is a gimmick slasher where the slashing is fine and the gimmick is all you're really here for if you're going to watch it. The gimmick's fine, but it's not executed great. No, it's not. Mm. But n- neither is the slashing. Yeah. So I'm at a point of, like, if you want to watch a completely fine and mediocre slasher film with a banging soundtrack, yeah, go for it. All right. Well, I guess it's me now. If you want to watch a New Year's movie, this is a New Year's horror film. So it's got the gimmick, and it's one of the most famous ones. Uh, but more importantly, if you want to watch a film with a banging soundtrack and theme song, it's good to watch New Year's Evil just so you can uh, quote New Year's Evil the song. Yeah. Which is just an excuse to scream New Year's Evil. Yeah. On God. With that being said, you want to give it a rating? Man, what a what a weird, weird film to rate. Because, like I said, it's fine. Like, it's – it. Uh, here's my th- – I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated how mediocre this film is. That's my problem. Like, I don't know. I don't want to give it a three because I didn't have a good time. Oh, I wasn't going to give it a three. Right? Because I don't think it meets my expectations. It's It's a lot of things, but good is not one of them. There, this movie is so many different parts, like kind of mushed together into like a nothing, a nothing ball. I don't know how to explain it. This is so frustrating for me. The kills are fine. There's one kill that I like, and it because it was funny, and that's it. And that's not really what you want when you go to a slasher film. I don't think it was funny on purpose. It was just funny for Bob. <laughs> it was well, yeah, it was specifically funny for me. But like whatever the. Oh, I'm. This movie makes me upset, Ben. I can't give it a three. I won't give it a three. I can't do that. I can't do that out of pure respect for myself. Okay, so what are you gonna give it? Two and a half. Uh. Okay. Mostly for the soundtrack. I'm gonna give it a two. Fair. Cause like, look, that the soundtrack's good. I think the idea of a killer who's killing like on New Year's Eve. As like midnight strikes in different time zones is really interesting. It's cool, and I think this other idea of having him like kind of call into like a a radio show or uh, an aired event to kind of cause panic and fear is also really cool. I think there's a lot of cool ideas there, but I don't think everything was combined well. Like this film feels like three different things. That was mashed together. It feels like a music video. (laughs) A movie about a woman being stalked by a killer as she's hosting this, like, broadcast. And a slasher film about a a serial killer. Yeah. Like, it's just three things. They don't tonally jive. Just, I don't know. It didn't work for me. No, it, it, that's what's frustrating. It's like, I see where this could be cool. Mm-hmm. And there are, are cool moments. Like, I, I think I completely agree with you on the fact that, um, like, Evil is a cool killer. And the moments with Evil are interesting. But I think that's because of his, like, delivery and performance. 
especially early on because he's super methodical. He's like, yeah, which it feels weird when we get the end. Yeah, well, I think that's because by the end of the film, he's sort of how do I put this? He has a a, a method in a way he wants to do things, and that gets ruined. And as soon as his plan goes out the window, he loses it, and he can't he can't help himself anymore. And I think that's like the reason we get the end of the film the way we do. I don't know. This movie's frustrating in a lot of ways, and I'm upset about it still. Whatever. Well, uh, I guess we'll go to the outtakes. We got a couple. There's a few in there, maybe. All right. Well, we'll be back in a second. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of New Year's Evil so far. I don't like this film. I don't think it's very good. It's not very enjoyable. But at least I hope you enjoy the outtake section. This first outtake is me realizing that we've come full circle all the way from Blood Rage with this film. I think you're Derek. <laughs> this guy? Yeah. Look at him. Absolutely not. Oh, God. He's got a weird mom thing, dude. <laughs> what is it with Luke? Oh, no! Not again! <laughs> Surprise! We've done full circle, Bob. We're not doing not Blood Rage. Oh, we're all the way back at Blood Rage. He kind of looks like the guy from Blood Rage. Oh, we're all the way back, Bob. He kind of looks like him. I was not expecting that from this film. I knew it would surprise you. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. Do we have any announcements, Ben? Happy New Year. Yeah, happy 2024. Yeah. So when this is coming out. I got to ask really quick. Did you like Terror Train better? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. At least Terror Train was funny. <laughs> At least we got a funny like bit that we that we still reference to this day. Anytime there's a shovel on screen, we want those shovels. They got them both. <laughs> Must have got them both. <laughs> like, that's actually funny. And yeah. The Lizard is memorable. No, it's a memorable movie. Yeah. I like Terror Train. I, it's fine. I guess in this moment, because we did this last year, do we have any plans for next year? I think we've discussed it, but um, um oh yeah, I guess we, I guess we should talk about that. So this year we tried to do a lot of holidays. Yeah, we did a bunch of random ass holidays, and that kind of dropped off after we got like partially through the year because well, there were no holidays that we there was no holidays we wanted to cover, but also we started doing convention prep. Yeah. And that kind of replaced um, it. We still did holidays, though. Like, we, we did. the big ones. But we were doing, like, a lot, a lot at the beginning of the year. And I think that was a unique experience, but I don't think we're going to do it again next year. I think we're still going to hit the big ones. We're going to hit some of the big ones, but I think we're going to be a little bit more on and off about it. Yeah. Just being like, all right, we're not going to have to cover every holiday. It's going to be like, do we have a movie we want to watch for this holiday this year? Mm-hmm. Sure. We'll, we'll do something at... So that, that'll that be next year. But it was kind of nice to do, like, as many holidays as we could this year because we could figure out what works. I mean, hell, we did Groundhog Day. Yeah. That movie was good, though. Uh, that movie was decent. Uh, with that being said, I think for next year, uh, what we're going to try and do is start hitting series Yeah. that we've already covered and just trying to finish them up. Yeah. So, like, Halloween, you know, we're most of the way through that. Just pop out the last couple movies. We won't really have a set release schedule for those no it'll just be kind of when we have time i think our plan so far is to record like the whole series in advance Mm -hmm. however long that takes because we might have to like skip a week when we're recording but then once we have them all recorded we'll start dropping them like one a week or so yeah we'll let you guys know when they're coming out yeah so like 
we don't know when stuff will come out, but when it comes out, it should come out at a set rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have that to look forward to next year. Yeah. And we'll let you know what we start with when we we'll pr- figure I that out. I think we should probably start with Halloween since we're six film or yeah, five movies in. Yeah, we're almost done with Halloween. Um, There's always Leprechaun. Oh God. Oh God. Oh no. We oh. gotta watch him at some point. Uh, some point in the future, far, far future. <laughs> um, aside from that, though, you know, usual stick. Uh, check us out wherever you get your podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, other places. We're also on YouTube which is kind of handy because it has a couple cool tools. Uh, there's a bell button, which you can uh, ring at the stroke of midnight <laughs> to let you know whenever we're posting something new. There's also a search bar, which lets you search for keywords for our videos on our channel, which, uh, you know, that can tell you if we've covered a specific movie. YouTube's also nice because you can show us some support there, you know, comments, subscriptions, stuff like that. But the big thing with YouTube is it's one of the two main places to communicate with us at. You can do that in the description of a specific video, or you can go over to Twitter at Beware the Board uh, and go uh, give Bob a ring. Maybe talk to him about some evil. <laughs> like Ben said, check us out on Twitter at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show, information about the show. Basically, if there's anything you want to know about the show, it's on our Twitter. On Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that week's worth of episodes, which is a hidden movie cover that you can reveal, so you can watch the movie before we do, so when you listen to the episode, you don't get any spoilers, and we're being vague about stuff, you kind of know what we're talking about. Then, on Fridays, or whatever day an episode goes live, I post a link to the episode with maybe a meme. So, if you ever miss an upload, or want to know when something went up, there's always a link on our Twitter. Last thing, check us out on TikTok, at Beware the Board, and on YouTube Shorts. We do short-form content on there. So if you're into short-form content and like the show, check us out there at Beware the Board on TikTok and on YouTube Shorts. Benjamin, I think that's it. All right, see you guys next time. Yeah, see you guys next time.